Fox 10 float tracker app. Hello, Uncle Henry. Um, I was just sitting here listening and wishing that it was time for the Uncle Henry show to come on. I'm, 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 I'm jonesing for some Uncle Henry show. Thank you. Wonderful town, wonderful people, places to go, things to see. My love is Mobile, that's my wonderful town. Beautiful homes, schools and churches, entertainment, places to shop. My heart's in Mobile, that's my wonderful town. Mobile, the center of transportation, business and industry set the pace. Mobile's got the junior miss celebration, home of Mardi Gras and senior ball game. Mobile is great to live in and work in. The climate's ideal for progress, you see. My love is Mobile, that's my wonderful What's happening to my country? Oh! You know, I don't know what's gonna happen or how we gonna. I don't know if America is going to survive. This country is whacked out right now. Everything. But yeah, look at the state of the country. Oh, because this country is 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 uh, whacked out right now. This is insanity. These people are insane in the membrane. Yes. Yes, they are. And I've noticed today, it's really, you probably already figured this out. But these people that are insane in the membrane. These people are insane in the membrane. I've noticed that instead of getting less insane, they're going more insane. The Uncle Henry Show, News Radio 710 WNTM. I really appreciate you listening to the Uncle Henry Show here on a Friday. A, not just any Friday, though. A Friday where there is Mardi Gras parading scheduled to occur in downtown Mobile. The County Cavaliers, they're going to be parading at 630. And the floats have started lining up. They are parading. But what about the weather? What about the weather? You know, yesterday we were hearing about all kind of sloppy weather and, and this, that, and the other. Looks like the weather's going to be just fine for this parade. Let's listen briefly, just briefly, let's listen to the very outdoorsy weatherman, Jason Smith of Fox 10. He's been around for quite a while, according to the commercials they've been running. Jason Smith outlines it for us tonight, the parade weather. And it's about to go down with the weather pattern, but not so much for this evening. As we look at the future cast, it may be okay for tonight's County Cavaliers Parade. We expect the bad weather to get here tomorrow morning. And let's see about this potential line of severe weather. You can see the line of storm showing up. By the way, you can't, radio, we still have not figured out how, how to provide pictures with this. We're still working on it, but on radio, no pictures. So as he talks about, you can see this line here. 
Just imagine swirling colors, swirling yellows, swirling greens, the occasional red and orange. Up around 6 a.m. on Saturday morning and then by 8 or 9 o'clock, most likely this is going to be in the heart of the forecast area and all modes of severe weather possible, especially thunderstorms with damaging winds and also possibly some tornadoes embedded within this line. It will move through quickly when we get into the afternoon. We'll start to see some clearing, but it looks like a morning risk for severe weather. Level 2 slight risk for severe weather in tomorrow on tomorrow. We're looking at a storm tracker alert day as a result of that threat of rough weather heading into your weekend. If you have evening plans, including the Condi's parade, the radar continues to look quiet over the land areas. A few showers out into the Gulf, but nothing showing signs of coming ashore. Any rain that is out there is very light and we are just seeing spotty drizzle. Here's the forecast for tonight's parade. 61 degrees and cloudy. Not bad at downtown Mobile. The storms, they're going to hold off until Saturday morning. All right, so the weather's going to be fine for the parade tonight so that you and your family and whoever else that you, you take to these parades, whatever you're up to down there, be it uh, good or bad, you doesn't look like you're going to get rained on, if, if at all. So good for you, you the parade goer in Mobile, Alabama. Now here we are together on the Uncle Henry Show. 251-479-2723. That's 251-479-2723. Email address UncleHenry at iHeartMedia.com. That's UncleHenry at iHeartMedia.com. Uh, always feel nostalgic on the first. The, once we have the first parade in downtown Mobile, it just brings back all kind of Mardi Gras memories. Mardi Gras memories from all those years of being hit in the head by various objects. That's yes. I don't have a lot of other memories about Mardi Gras because I've been hit in the head a lot. All right, more on that in a moment. Hello, caller. Uncle Henry, it's Pete, the angry physician. How are you, sir? I am good, Pete, the angry physician. What is on your mind? Well, two things. The first is weeks and weeks ago, the Republicans said they were going to hold fast on border security. Yes. And uh, and now all of a sudden they're they're supposedly in negotiations. At the very time, the Biden administration is cutting down the barriers that Texas is putting up to stop illegal immigration. So the Democrats are complaining that the Republicans won't do anything about border security. Yet they're the ones out there cutting the razor wire and cutting down the defense of our southern border. And it's you can't even make up this hypocrisy. No, uh, and I'm sure you're you're I don't know a lot about your background, but I was reflecting on how I never thought that I'd, I'd live to see a situation where we're actually having a real state's right rights fight where you've got uh, federal authorities facing down with state authorities on our border. I mean, this is this is something I just did not see in the cards for us. Well, we haven't seen this since, uh, you know, George Wallace stood there at the University of Alabama or when they fired on Fort Sumter. I mean, this is significant. Very. But yes. it's, it's in the Constitution that the federal government is supposed to take care of our border, and they have abdicated that responsibility. And anything that's not specifically stated it's federal should be up to the state. So Abbott was, is within his rights, and he's got support from Republicans. I just hope... The Republicans in Congress, and particularly the Senate, don't cave once again on this and hold them fast. And unfortunately, Trump said to the Republicans, don't submit because it's going to be bad for us. That was kind of the wrong 
thing to say. He should have said, if they are wanting serious negotiations, why are they cutting the concertina wire? And that would have probably refocused everybody a little bit. But regardless of that, it does seem to me that a president that dismantles our southern border, even in the face of documented terrorists incursion into our southern border, uh, this is an impeachable offense. And I'm just surprised that that there is no movement towards that. This is uh, this is unconscionable. And if there's a terrorist attack the day after a new president comes in, they're going to blame the new president, not the gentleman that set it up or president that set it up. I've got to run into the break, but thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. I've been thinking about that topic myself. You're welcome, sir. Have a great weekend. Sir. You too, sir. So this uh, this conflict, do you think the federal government wants to provoke this? Do they want it to escalate? Back with more in a moment. Henry's show, News Radio 710, WNTM. It's 520 news headlines in 10 minutes. In the last segment of the show, we had a caller, the angry physician, called in and he was talking about what's going on with Texas versus the federal government. I was, many people expressed shock earlier when the Supreme Court found in favor of Texas. I mean, in fact, the Supreme Court found in favor of the federal government, and many people were shocked because the Constitution does say something about the federal government protecting the borders that, that are supposed to help help the states protect the borders. So, uh, but people said they were shocked that the federal government uh, ended up getting the best with that Supreme Court ruling. I was not shocked because you may remember this, but. Once upon a time, I think it was in the first term of Governor Dr. Bentley, we had our own state, the state of Alabama, the legislature passed a bunch of laws about immigration and had set up all kind of stuff for the state of Alabama to, to, and I can't even remember the details anymore because it was back during the first term of Governor Dr. Bentley. But I do remember that the the federal courts always found in favor of the federal government in terms of that topic. So I'm never surprised when the Supreme Court finds in favor of the federal government on the topic of immigration. I'm never not surprised. May not agree, may not agree with the decision, but not surprised by the decision. But as I was mentioning right at the right as we went into break with the angry physician calling in about this conflict between Texas and the United States of America. I keep wondering if this is, is this, what is it? Is it general incompetence by the federal government? Or are they accidentally letting this spiral out of control? We know that the federal government wants lots and lots of people streaming across the border. Otherwise, you wouldn't cut the wire. You obviously want them to stream in. But the way it's being handled with this court case, having a big showdown with the governor of Texas right at the border, it feels extremely provocative 
and I've told you this before, you, the, 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 some people listen to every uncle Henry show because, uh, a lot of times their caretaker just leaves it on seven ten WNTM. The people in the facility, they just leave it on there and then they go out and they, they vape or something in the parking lot. The people that are listening can't get up and change the channel. But I've, I've told you over the past couple of years, I feel like a lot of the stuff the federal government has done has been deliberately provocative. The things that have been said, said and done, I just feel like there's, there are people in the federal government that want voters like me to, to act out, that they are trying to get people like me to act out and do bad things in, in our frustration with the federal government. And that's what this feels like, again, with the border in Texas, almost as if the federal government is deliberately poking some citizens hoping, wishing, counting on those citizens acting up and doing something so that they can then say, look at these people. They can't control themselves. Look at them. These voters, you should never be like that voter over there that voted that way. Look at how they act. I just, I get a, I get the feeling that it's deliberately provocative, uh, or I don't know, maybe it's a mixture of being provocative and incompetent. I don't know. Hello, caller. Hey, uncle Henry. How you doing? Snake trapper, snake trapper. You are live on the radio. Uncle Henry, I'll tell you exactly what their plan is. Uh, they do know that a lot of uh, terrorists has crossed that border. And they know good and well that if something bad can happen, that the American people will give up some of their rights and they could uh, form another government agency like after 9-11 with the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security. Uh, uh, Snake Trevor, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to let people know if that haven't heard about this yet. Um, there was a group of former FBI officials that got together and wrote this big this big letter, I, I, as good as I don't know what good a letter does these days, but a former a bunch of former FBI people got together and put out a statement this week, uh, warning all of our government about w- the they feel like th- this is so perilous to just let thousands and thousands of unvetted people come across the border. This is from FBI people. Okay, Snake Trapper, sorry. Please continue. Well, Uncle Henry, if they could get some tragedy to happen, like whether it be a terrorist attack by uh, some terrorists crossing the border, or if our uh, if federal agents wind up attacking the Texas National Guard, the American people will lose more rights, and there will be another government agency created. It's a way to grow the government and lo- uh, people to lose their rights, Uncle Henry. And American people don't wake up to it and start uh, uh being aware on how they vote. I mean, this country is about lost, Uncle Henry. Uh, I mean, if you just look back, Uncle Henry, the one thing that would have prevented, I knew you heard me say this more than one time, uh, the the 9-11 attack would have been if we would have just enforced our immigration laws, just enforced the laws that are on the books. Uh, the 9-11 would not have been near as bad as it was. But out of that tragedy, they created the Patriot Act, which allows them to spy on American citizens without having uh, warrants except through a special federal court. And they come up with Homeland Security, which is one of the biggest agencies in the country now that is in everything, Uncle Henry, not just a few things. Homeland Security is in everything. 
And I call on the next president to do away with the Patriot Act and Homeland Security. I mean, we need to shrink this federal government. Reagan knew it, Uncle Henry. He knew exactly what was happening and how it was going to turn out. He, you know, screamed to the top of his lungs. But, uh, you know, some 30 years later, we tend to have forgotten. Well, yes, we have. Yes, we have. And I know you've noticed there are a lot of people in our country that feel like the government is the first place you should turn to for a solution to just about any problem. Doesn't matter what the problem is. Turn to the federal government first. And I, and that's, uh, that is a philosophy that, uh, should be rejected. Uncle Henry, your family and, and your knowledge of, of just being able to survive is what you need to turn to. You need to rely on yourself. Uh, you know, the worst thing can happen is what an agent shows up at your door and says, I'm with the federal government and I'm here to help you. Yes. I mean, that is, that is true. Uncle Henry, I don't want their help. I don't need the help. All I want them to do is to leave me the hell alone. All right. Well, so far it's still legal for you to trap and eat rattlesnakes, but, uh, I'd, I'd stay in touch with my federal representatives to make sure that doesn't get outlawed. Well, yes, sir. Uncle Henry, I'm only allowed to uh, keep 10 frogs now. Uh, and I can keep uh, two redfish as long as they're not, uh, over 16 inches long. Uh, I mean, you know, they've got regulations on everything and some things need to be monitored and, and, and controlled, but not everything. Uncle Henry. All right, yeah, the idea that Snake Trapper can only catch 10 frogs. Come on. Snake Trapper got to run. News headlines are coming up. Thank you, Snake Trapper, for your phone call. We have news headlines coming up from Lanise Lagan of Fox 10 and from Fox Radio News. Then more Uncle Henry show. Uncle Henry Show, News Radio 710, WNTM at 535. If you'd like to call in, is there something you want to tell me? 251-479-2723. That's 251-479-2723. Hello, caller. He would, uh, no. And then, and he replaced the promotional box. Hello. Hello. Hey, Uncle Henry, how you doing? Cliff, Cliff, you are live on the radio. Oh, Uncle Henry. Yes. Snake trap. I was, I was, I'm talking about hot pockets. Well, okay. snake trap is right. As much chaos as the left can bring to this country. Nobody will see exactly what's going on. Somebody can tell you that uh, December, you know, spending was up. And they tried to Biden administration to try to take credit for it. But it wasn't a Biden administration. It was Santa Claus. But now that everybody's broke for the New Year's and Christmas, the the, the the spending is going to go down, but they're never going to tell you this. Like they said, we wasn't in a, a recession, but we was in a recession since 21. You can't believe anything these people say. They invite chaos. Why would you bring everybody from everywhere and from 
Johannesburg, South Africa, and all these places where they, they have guerrilla warfare and all these, and they have these young guys, they're training to do nothing but cause chaos. They know how to steal cars. They know how to do everything. Then you got Hamas. You got, we send, we bring in everybody from every country that hates this country, even China. So he is right on that point. Yes. We don't know when it's going to happen, what it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. You, you let people like a lady from a country that hates Israel, but she would be just like a pet dog in her country, but she coming over here inciting things in this Ilan Omar. But she coming over here inciting things, and, and so people are listening to her because the people that she brought into this country, they are pretty much under her power. Uncle Hendrick, the only people are not aware of anything is us black folk. We only believe what somebody tells us. They don't understand that everything that's going on, even I got friends of mine now that are being put out because they were on Section 8 and stuff like this, but their houses and stuff are being bought out from up under them, and they got family and children's. And and, and, and and the people are selling houses to the people are making way for other people right out from up under. And this is going to happen. It's coming to a neighborhood near you. It's all about the poor and the new Democrat black voters. It's the poor and black new Democrat black voters they got in there. It's working, Uncle Henry, because you got Oprah. You got the basketball players, like uh, the biggest mouth up in here now. LeBron James? LeBron James and the man that's taking a knee. You have all of these people talking about, yay, this, yay, that. But the minute they get in open neighborhood, they'll get them out as fast as a black neighborhood, a black family, and a KK hair alley, just like they did them up there in Martha's Vineyard. Yes. Those people don't have to worry about that. But they're telling you that, but it's coming down here. It's your, what they call food deserts that we didn't have, and it was going, who was that? Michelle Obama was talking about food deserts. She running for president again with that same BS that she was running. The food deserts going when you got 20 more million people up in here running around. I'm with you on every point, Cliff. Every point. We're sleeping through a revolution. These people are changing things because they don't have to use uh, dead people in the graveyard this time to vote. They got Folks in California, they're giving a million IDs. These people, I, you know, I know a lot of people that have never been on a plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now these people come in, they get a plane ride free, a free ID, but they're telling you the voter ID issue is to hurt black people. Everybody else coming in and get a damn ID, PDQ. But now... The black voters can't get one because they don't know where a Xerox machine at in 2024, 2023. She said it again. Black people are the stupidest people I've ever seen 
in my life. Again, I'm going to say it before I get off the phone. My daddy said 45 years ago that the Democrat politicians are going to start telling us stuff that even a real damn fool will have a hard time believing. And some of us damn fools will believe it. You have a blessed day, again. You have a blessed day, too, Cliff. Thank you, Cliff, for your phone call. Let me give you a preview. Let's say um, you're you're concerned about what's going on with thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming across the southern border and they're, they're adult males and they're from all over the world. We've had a bunch of people from China, a bunch of people from the Middle East, I mean, just from all over the all over the world. They're coming in across the southern border. So look at me. So let's say Donald Trump wins the next presidential election or but instead of Donald Trump, let's say it's some other Republican that promises that they're going to, they're going to end this, that they're going to fix this. Donald Trump has already promised the largest deportation effort in the history of the country. So, and let's, let's assume that if Donald Trump is prevented from running for whatever reason, that another Republican promises the same thing, that we're going we're gonna to deport the people that are not legitimately seeking asylum, which would be a lot of people. It'd be just, it'd be an amazing thing to try to deport these people. Give me, let me give you a preview of what would happen. So you remember the Black Lives Matters protests in numerous big cities around the country and how those went? I want you to remember back to 2006. In 2006, during the Bush administration, there was an effort at immigration reform and changing immigration law. And we had two months in our country in 2006 of gigantic demonstrations about immigration, much bigger than I think what we saw during the Black Lives Matter riots. Uh, this started in Chicago, I think, in 2006. I think they had uh, 100,000, 100,000 people in Chicago demonstrating. The largest single protest was in March of 2006, downtown Los Angeles, official estimate of more than 500,000 people. Do you remember this? A lot of the people that have come across the border, if need be, they don't want to go, they don't want to be deported quite easily. We could have much bigger protests in all the major cities of the country that could shut down transportation in this country. So we, this is going to go on way past the next election. And if you think whatever chaos we have going on now is going to be, we're all going to get back to some fantasy of normal after the election, you need to buckle up.
Uncle Henry Show, News Radio 710 WNTM. Yes, taking pride, always taking pride in Mobile. We have news headlines coming your way in 10 minutes on the Uncle Henry Show. Now, we do have the first Mardi Gras parade for downtown Mobile for this Mardi Gras season. Tonight, the Condi Cavaliers. The weather looks like it's going to be just fine. Ain't going to be rained out. So, the parade getting underway at 6.30. Now, if you are on your way there and you want to know about public safety, I've got a report. I want to share with you a very brief report from Fox 10. Reporter Dacian Smith talking to the Mobile Police Chief, Chief Prine, and others about your safety at Mardi Gras. Please listen. To make sure the party is a safe one, Mobile Police is planning on having extra uniformed and undercover officers, as well as mounted units on parade nights. Chief Paul Prine says they'll be easy to find with their stationary blue lights. The idea behind that is that the public knows and can visually see uh, down the parade route, you'll be able to see multiple officers in places. And Just like last year, MPD is bringing temporary lighting for some of the darker parts of the parade route. That's another safety measure that we have to make sure those darkened areas are visible so that not only the citizens feel safe, but they also can be able to view what's around them as well. Something new this year, the Lime Scooters will not be operational on the parade route two hours before, during, or after a parade. We don't want our citizens being inadvertently hit, struck by a vehicle, or afloat. Uh, so it is very important that you know we try to maintain some type of level of discipline along the parade routes. A lime scooter discipline. You hear this? This is new for this year. No lime scooters before during and a little bit after the parades so that we can have discipline. Also have some help from the Mobile County Sheriff's Office, who says they'll be sending at least 50 to 60 deputies to cover areas that aren't covered by MPD. Sheriff Paul Birch says they'll have uniformed and undercover deputies, as well as special ops and SWAT team members on side-by-sides. The undercovers typically don't take action unless it's an emergency. They'll radio to uniformed personnel and let them address a problem if there is one. You know, and, and the side-by-sides you know, allow a rapid response. But one of the most important tips for this Mardi Gras season, keep a close eye on any small children. Be sure to pin inside of their coat their name, your contact information, so in case they are separated from their loved ones and they go to an officer, we know how to readily bring the family back together. Now, both MPD and MCSO are urging parade goers to leave their weapons at home. Chief Prine says officers will be more assertive when it comes to checking out any criminal activity. And one more reminder, please make sure you stay behind the barricades because MPD says you will be fined. Okay, so just be careful there at Mardi Gras. I just, I was having, just listening to all those concerns, I was having flashback after flashback. Not the, not, it was not a, it was not an LSD flashback. It was a memories of Mardi Gras. Now, before I'm out of time real quick, I want to get to a voicemail because this is a date that is an important one on some people's calendars. That is an important one on some people's calendars. 41 years ago today was a very, right now. I don't know why I'm hearing myself over and over again. Let me, let me restart the voicemail. Well, Uncle, 41 years ago today was a very sad day for Chris from West Loxley, who at the time was Chris from 
Center Point, a suburb of Birmingham. Bear Bryant passed away. <clears throat> Man, doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, does it? 41 years. Whew. Roll Tide Roll, brother. Roll Tide Roll! 66-year-old Chris, thank you for your annual reminder of that date, the date that Bear Bryant passed away. Now, I never had a chance to meet Bear Bryant. There was an instance where I had a relative that was an assistant football coach at Davidson High School and was one of the coaches that worked with Richard Todd. And so that relative, once upon a time, he invited me to go to Tuscaloosa to go see Richard Todd. So we went up there uh, during a work week, went to the University of Alabama, went to uh, Bear Bryant's office. Richard Todd took us to Bear Bryant's office. We walked in his office, and Bear was gone. Bear wasn't there. But his hat was on a hat rack. And yes, I was able to touch Bear Bryant's hat. Yes, the hat. I was able to touch it. And at that time, I did have some seasonal allergies, and it cured my seasonal allergies. Yes, touching Bear Bryant's garment did alleviate some of my seasonal allergy symptoms. That was as close as I got to Bear Bryant, touching the Bear Bryant houndstooth hat. Rest in peace, Bear. There is more show to come after the news break on WNTF. man what's up with you man well just doing some uncle henry show this is the uncle henry show on news radio 710 wntm in this segment of the uncle henry show a topic that has been a talk show topic off and on during my entire talk show career and that is crime in mobile alabama at the end of 2023 our local police stepped forward to tell us that crime is down, that, that crime in Mobile, Alabama is down, that crime, isn't that, which is wonderful news. Even though, even though we turn on TV news and we're seeing people getting into shootouts during the day at gas stations and stuff, it still looks, when you're watching the news, it seems, it seems like you got to be careful when you're going out and about pumping your gas and stuff, especially after dark. However, the crime stats are down, and we've been told crime is down. Now, in a previous show, I was asking if people agreed with that. In fact, I asked about Buford, longtime Uncle Henry show caller Buford, who's been on the show quite a bit this week. Buford, I know that he had a job for many, many years where he was out and about riding around in Mobile as part of his job. So I was curious, did he agree with this? Did he did he think these stats are accurate? Are crimes really down well here is Buford. Buford finally heard that episode of the show and he has an answer for us Henry this here is Buford Henry reviewing the podcast you would ask my opinion if crime is down in Mobile Crowley yeah Henry 
Here's probably the most controversial voicemail I've ever left. Stand by. Henry. All right. Controversial opinion from Buford. All right. I've braced myself. I've worked the streets of Mobile now 25 years. And I can tell you this, Henry, I've worked all over Mobile City proper. Focused mostly in the downtown, midtown areas. I've worked in all the major housing projects. I was a repairman for the phone company. And Henry, I can tell you this. Dare I say the politicians are right. Crime is down in Mobile. What? Whoa! Really? I know it's a shock. Yes, it's a shock. But see, Henry, what we've had that is different has been a population shift. Henry, they've closed down the housing projects, and they have moved the criminal element out to West Mobile. Henry, we've By the way, I'm sorry to pause Buford here, but this is this is the same thing that Mayor Sam Jones used to say. Mayor Sam Jones, during his administration, people would complain about crime, and his answer was that we have the same amount of crime; it's just moved to different places, and people people are noticing it now when they didn't notice it before. So Buford and Sam Jones on the same page. Always had these types of shootings, Henry. I've seen these type of shootings while I was out working before. But the difference is, Henry, there wasn't social media, and there was a lot of shootings and stabbings that were never covered in the news media. Really? But, Henry, perfect example. I watched a feller set up an ambush with an AK-47 on... Orange Street in Maysville. What? And machine gunned a car. What? Henry, it was a blurb in the newspaper two, three days later. Okay. Nothing more. Okay. All right. Henry, I was working on people's phone lines, and i never forget one, and Roger Williams, blood covered all over the front porch. Lady's grandchild had been shot and killed the night before. Ow. And I think he was about 16, 17 years old. Terrible. Not a word, Henry, on the media or the news. And really? I've been a local news junkie since I was in high school. And I watch the news every night, Henry. These hmm. shootings have always happened. At the frequency that they're happening now. The only difference is, is you got social media. So people post on Facebook in the Instagrams and all of that about people they know that have been shot that day. So the news. Oh, and then the voicemail cut him off, unfortunately. But he did call back. I would like to hear the follow-up. Henry, your voicemail kept cutting me off. Yes. As I was saying, Henry. Yes. Henry, the social media has a lot to do with every daggum shooting and stabbing being reported. Huh. Henry. It used to be that the news didn't report every violent crime that took place. Not that there was a cover-up. Right. But because they just didn't know what happened. Now you've got people on the social medias, you know, friends, family, people involved in it, posting that it happened. 
And so the news sees it, and then they report it. But, Henry, these shootings have always happened. At the frequency they're happening at, with the demographic they're happening at, the age they're happening at, <coughs> it's just 25 years ago, they happened in a part of town nobody, not many people knows exists. All right, see, okay, now this... Uh... This is this is of interest to me, your perception on this, because we do have our leaders. Our leaders are acting like they've never seen anything like this before. They're 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 having committee meetings. They're having big uh, forums where people come in to talk. You're saying it's been like this for years, but for some reason now we're just aware of it and holding meetings about it. Okay, all right. Ain't nobody cared when it was happening on Jet Street. Or 300 North Brazier Street, or Better Street. I mean, they. I mean, these shootings happened, and the world just kept moving like nothing didn't take notice. But Henry, the uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had is, why do they care now? Yeah. You know, Henry, they didn't make a big old fuss. Back in the early 2000s, when that 16-year-old was gunned down on the front porch of his grandmother's apartment at 300 North Brazier Street, that's because that was in the middle of Roger Williams' housing project. But since these shootings <clears throat> and these kids are gunned down at Schillinger's and Cottage Hill, yeah, or nice Westmobile neighborhood, yes. Now it's an emergency. Now something's got to be done. Well, see, and now we're back to this is what Sam Jones said during his administration those years ago. He said the crime is the same. It just moved to a different neighborhood. But I tell you what, Henry, that police officer, John Young, is doing right. He's holding, he's calling out the hypocrisy of these local politicians on this issue. But Henry, yes, crime is down. It's just that. People know more of it going on when they used to not know that it was going on. Okay. All right. But um, a good thermometer of crime is Mardi Gras. Think back, Henry. Mardi Gras was a lot more violent. There was a lot more fights, and it was a lot more rowdier back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, I, I remember that. I remember that. Hey, I'm, I'm out of time in this segment, but Buford, thank you, Buford. The voicemail number 251706-BULL. I'll be back with additional Uncle Henry show after the break. Uncle Henry show, News Radio 710 WNTM. We have news headlines coming your way in about 10 minutes, give or take several minutes. Right now, I want an update on football. I love football. love watching football, but I have not watched one down of professional football this year. And that's really due to time constraints and stuff. I, I still love it. I still like watching. I just haven't watched any. And I understand that we're, we've got these championship games Sunday. Young Charlie, he still has a young man's appetite for sports and watch all of it and, and keep everything straight. Who's playing in the championship games for the NFL this weekend? 
So for the AFC, of course, you've got the Chiefs and the Ravens. That's going to be at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And then the Liners and the 49ers are playing. The Lions making the playoffs, I think, for the first time in a hot minute this year. And then I, I cannot I remember the last time they made the playoffs was it Wayne was the coach start with the letter F or last name. Do you remember any of that? You weren't a born. No, you weren't it, born. So I've seen some Lions playoff near attempts in yes. my lifetime. This is the first time they've been in the championship game, though, since I believe the 80s. I mean, it, it's been a hot minute. They've been bad for a long, long time, and fans of NFL football may have felt some some sympathy or empathy for them for just stinking as long as they did. They, for whatever reason, have had trouble turning it around until now. Why are they good this year? Well, part of it's uh, Dan Campbell. They brought him in three, four years ago, and he really revitalized that Lions team. And part of it is just they have built a very successful, hard-nosed football team, right? They uh, have a really great game manager quarterback in Jared Goff, which game manager is not a knock in this instance. He goes out there. He does his job. He doesn't beat the team. They have a very successful running game that features David Montgomery and then a really good offensive and defensive line. They're a very, very physical team. Well, uh, one thing I would have to ask, was the rest of their division bad? Or did they, are they just better than all of them, too? I mean, So the Vikings were kind of boom-bust this year. You know, they okay. had some really good games. They had some really bad games. Ultimately, due to injuries, they really underperformed this year. Uh, Green Bay, who was supposed to be in a complete and utter rebuild year, really outperformed. In fact, they made the playoffs. They lost to San Francisco last week in the divisional round in a game that they honestly probably should have won. So they, the Lions have made it even though they had some competition in their division. They had some competition in their division. And look, the Lions played a tough schedule this year. They, they didn't cakewalk into this. I mean, you look down their final couple of weeks, they play a very good Rams team who also made the playoffs. They made a bu- they played a Bucks team here in the playoffs that was really good and controlled that game for the vast majority of it. No, this is a really good Lions team, and they're on a hot streak right now. Okay, so th- who's going to win this game, you think? 49ers or the Lions? Where is it being played? So it is going to be played, if I'm not mistaken, at Levi's Stadium out in San Francisco. Okay. So I'm going to give first edge to the 49ers there because that is a tough place to play, right? Uh, The second place I'm giving the Niners the edge is the quarterback room. Jared Goff is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think there's been a lot of critiques of him that have been unfair throughout his career. Uh, But Brock Purdy is kind of a legit guy. I mean, he's had one bad game this season. and, And that's really it. Uh, there's this idea that if you can get pressure to him, you can disrupt him. That's what the Ravens did, and they caused a lot of havoc for him. But that's been the system and the plan for everybody this year, and only one team has really set him off pace. Okay, so 49ers and Lions, and Charlie predicting that the Lions won't make it to the big game. What about the what about the other side, the AFC? So Raven, we, Ravens and who to uh, Kansas City? Ravens and Kansas City, and this is a really interesting game because it features arguably the two best quarterbacks in the game. A lot of people feel like Lamar Jackson is a guy who doesn't get the respect that he's due. I mean, he's a good passer. He's not been great for his career when it comes to throwing the football, but he is arguably the best athlete to ever play the quarterback position in the NFL. He is a game changer every play he is out there. Okay, so so uh, how are they going to stack up against Kansas City? I mean, do, does Baltimore have a chance to make it to the big game, the Super Bowl? 
I think they do. Uh, you know, Baltimore's defense is really good. Like I said, Lamar is an absolute game changer. But it's going to depend on can anybody step up in that receiving group for Kansas City outside of Travis Kelsey. Uh, we saw a really good game last time out versus out of Marquez Valdez-Scantling when they played Buffalo. MVS made some big catches, and that definitely helped. We've also seen MVS drop some big passes. You've got guys like Kadarius Toney on this Chiefs receiving core who can make a big play, but they have consistently underperformed this season. So this is really going to come down to Lamar Jackson versus how bad the Chiefs want it. Okay. All right. So if you had to pick... Who you think wins? You got 49ers beating the Lions. Who do you have winning if you have to pick? You know, I never bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Okay. And I, that makes I sense. just like the guy. They've got the experience. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. Young Charlie, are you going to be doing any Jag sports this weekend? I am. I've got women's basketball in the Mitchell Center tomorrow. Kick uh, Tip time up for that is, I believe, 2 o'clock. Okay. And I need to get started on my game prep for that because I'm not even remembering who we're playing off the top of my head. Charlie's been busy. Charlie's got a lot of irons in the fire. So, you know, Charlie, thank you for talking football with me. I, I'm uh, As you were describing these teams, I was thinking back to the last times I saw these teams several years ago. I might have to look at these games this weekend. Unc, I would recommend it. It's going to be fun football. All right. Charlie, thank you. All right, out of time for this edition of the Uncle Henry Show. If you want to listen back to previous episodes, for whatever reason you may have for that, I'm kind of suspicious of that, but it's still available for you. You can find the Uncle Henry Show available on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, and at our website, newsradio710.com. Thank you very much for listening to the Uncle Henry Show today and this week here on News Radio 710 WNTM.